0: Ever since I got out of high school, you know, and and not love it and not stick it through because I, I do. I love the business. I love giving back to the business. I love performing and I love people who are in that same mindset.
1: What's up, Bengal fans? It's your host, Joey Carney, and I want to thank you for clicking on this video. It was an amazing experience and I can't wait for you to watch the full episode and enjoy it just as much as I did filming it. Now if you haven't already, please like and subscribe down below to stay up to date with all the angles activity right here on YouTube. Now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the angle podcast with me today, one of the most legendary figures in really the world of professional wrestling, uh, one of the greatest female superstars of all time. ladies and gentlemen, Mickey James, how are you and welcome to the show
0: oh, thank you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. Uh, I first off, I appreciate your time. I know everyone's trying to get a piece of Mickey James right now, get all the questions in, especially uh, reform power. so I know, There's a lot of things to discuss, but I really do want to talk about, uh, first off empower and how it's been so interesting to see really the build for this show play out on social media. I mean, how did that come about? Uh, did you approach in NWA? Did they approach you? How did that all, uh, stem?
0: Um, well, I think it's no secret that my husband is the real world's champion and, you know, uh. I've watched the NWA and what they've been doing the whole time and, and been pretty much, you know, cheerleading on the sidelines, um, for Billy and for my husband and for the success of the NWA. Cause it's, you know, the NWA brand as a whole is so nostalgic and there's so much history there. Yeah. And you think about that, even going back to the chase and bringing wrestling back to the chase and the 73 years of, of NWA, um, that's already monumental in itself. So, uh, you know, I think it's just, I've known Billy a long time too, you know, and, um, he was there at impact or at TNA at the time for, you know, the first pay-per-view when I was there for that. Who was So I I, I've known Billy and he's been my friend. So we would even have conversations within just dinner at the house, you know, talking wrestling shop from their perspective and from my perspective where I was sitting. So now to be able to come over and head up the women's division and, and head up Well, especially as the executive producer on this pay-per-view and to have this platform and an opportunity to present and highlight and showcase women's wrestling. It's just fun. And it's awesome. And I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but you've been pulling for women's wrestling for, I mean, really your entire career and now to be in a spot where you're the executive producer, how does it feel uh, to be in that position?
0: Oh, it's great. I mean, it feels awesome. It's stressful. (laughs) it's stressful uh but it is pretty awesome because um you i'm very much a perfectionist too and and i just kind of want to make sure that at the end of the day every woman on the show and wrestling as a whole shines out of it you know um because it's a huge it's a huge night it's a huge night for us and it's huge night for nwa um But I really hope that it sets the bar of what's to come, you know, and whether it be from us and other platforms and other companies. And I think the cool thing is, is that we have been able to work with AEW, work with Impact, and to kind of bring this night together on all platforms to really celebrate the women on the rosters. So,
1: And that kind of goes into my next question. I mean, you have women coming in from all over, really. Uh, And even to help you book the show, you brought in the likes of Gail Kim and, and Jazz Uh, How hard is it to initially, I guess, scout for the best woman in the world where there really is no limits to where you can stop?
0: Yeah, that is. I mean, it is true, except for the fact that with the pandemic, it's a little harder (laughs) with international talent. It's a lot harder. Uh, But. I think that I just trust these women's opinion. You think about Medusa, you think about jazz, you think about Gail and what they've done in their own careers, and I think that they you know, are huge catalysts and building like this foundation of barrier breakers and changing that mold and changing that perception because they all within their own right have made their own history, have their own legacies or future hall of famers, are hall of famers, or, you know, it's just, there's so much. And I think we were all in different kind of, uh, what would what you call it eras of the, of, the, of the women's locker room as those times and so we had our own like and I just think that we're very it's interesting because we have such different backgrounds but yet our love for wrestling and our, and our purpose and our uh, drive in wrestling has always been the same and that is to be seen as and treated as one of the boys as an equal as you know we were I never said I wanted to be, Oh, a, a great woman's wrestler. I just wanted to be a great wrestler period, you know? So, um, yeah, and I think that's where we're at. So that's cool.
1: And, uh, we've had all women's events before with impact and TNA, even with WWE, with the evolution pay-per-view yeah. and fans. It's something that I think fans have wanted an encore for, for a really long time. And with WWE, they never got it. Uh, When you were in that locker room, was it something discussed amongst the women? I guess all superstars, really, Um, either a lot or at all.
0: Oh, I think think the hope across the board from the ladies was that it would, you know, possibly be an annual event or something that we could do uh, all the time. And, you know, and even in the sense of a a more female driven show for the network, because there was so much content going out on the network. But of course, we were all very excited i think across the board and i still think that it did a wonderful job of celebrating the women in the history and women's wrestling as a whole um and it was just a great night to be a part of but i think that the fans and the locker room would were screaming for that um second one and uh, or you know
2: for consistency of it yeah. Of it,
0: what could grow out of that that moment and uh Just because it hasn't happened yet, I don't think that it won't happen. And so that's, I just, you know, you never know.
1: And uh, during your time with WWE, you were told that uh, women's wrestling doesn't sell and Evolution was the lowest watch, I guess, pay-per-view of all time. And over the last few months, I mean, we've seen the likes of Charlotte Flair main eventing Raw nearly a month straight. I mean, what went through your mind when you were told this? I mean, this is not something you'd ever expect to hear. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. It, well, no, I don't say that because I've heard a lot of things in wrestling. And, you know, I think at one time, especially when women's wrestling was more of, a, it was presented more as a novelty, you yeah. know, uh, and it probably was not something that people would perceive to have like a marquee match. But since then, you know, a lot of women have main evented the show, yeah. um, you know, and now even main event at WrestleManias. And so I think that perception has changed. I think that from a corporate standpoint, that was a very corporate answer and I feel, because the person who told me that and the person I was having the conversation with, I know genuinely was just trying to shoot with me and be honest with me as because we had a de- So I appreciated that. Aspect. Like, I would rather someone just be honest and just say whatever it is, than just kind of ho hum around and never quite give you an answer, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciated that and I respected that from just a personal level. But at the same time, I was just like, wow. But I, I, you know, I also looked it up and it wasn't the lowest pay-per-view ever, ever. So, um, and I certainly, and I go like, well, I think back and I go, we had such, so much television time to build to it and to get there. There's a lot of stuff that we could have done to build up that pay-per-view as well along the way. Um, But I still had an awesome time in that pay-per-view too. So it's like, like, I hate to discredit it. It's just like, I just was, it was kind of mind blown because it was, it was really for me at that moment, you have to think of like, I'd been trying to come back from this injury. I'd had like a little thing where I came back and then, uh, yeah, and I felt good and I felt great. And I, I still actively wanted to do stuff, but I think it was that last WrestleMania where it was just kind of a lot of defining moments for me where I kind of go like, we're just on different uh for me yeah. personally as a as a performer i think that we are on different thing like ideas of what i can what i can assist in within the company and that was unfortunate you know and and, and but it's also okay it's totally okay so uh it was just one of those uh that was just one of those conversations that kind of validated my thinking in that moment cuz i was like wow yeah yeah brutal honesty but i'm used to a lot of brutal yeah you have to be used to brutal honesty though you you really do and so it wasn't like it was a shocking moment it was just more of a huh okay that
1: confirms everything that you're you're feeling and (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: yeah so
1: no i i totally get it and now you're with the nwa and honestly i feel this is like a perfect fit for you because the nwa embodies like wrestling and storytelling i think like its purest form like the retro style and obviously it's a plus to have your husband there um when i spoke to nick earlier this year most
0: days it is right
1: (laughs) i had the opportunity to speak to nick earlier this year and he he kind of spoke about trusting that locker room even bringing your son there uh to show him how the proper way to handle business um what intrigued you the most about the nwa
0: I think it is that you you know when I think about the wrestling the the true wrestling that I fell in love with or when that fandom actually started was watching NWA style whether it was Georgia Championship Wrestling it it was watching that style of wrestling presented and I think that throwback to the pureness of the wrestling product the and we and we like to say the word wrestling you know so it's like the pureness of that. Um, back to that old school, it kind of transcends generations. And I think um, a lot of, you know, you can watch it with your kids, but you could also sit back and watch it with your dad and they can enjoy it because it was what they were watching with their fathers. And that so I, I, that's the really cool, but to be able to deliver it in modern day and yeah. in, a, in this new era that obviously that we're in. And I think that's what also makes the NWA unique is because we've stayed true to that and are not trying to do you know modern like the wrestling that everyone else is trying to do and compete in so it's not like we see ourselves as you know the competition but more as like just wrestling in a different way or the alternative if you will you know so yeah
1: it stands alone in its own and it's for sure style that's why it's so it's so intriguing and it's so cool to see especially
0: yeah Um, plus the promo like as you think about it and i just love those throwbacks of to the stick man and to the podium and to the straight down the lens promos um which we you know get away from so much and and trying to be more entertaining and or entertainment but the that was what you know captured me as a fan is like being connected with that character you know and i felt like they were talking to me uh so it's fun to be able to play with that yeah
1: and during your career, I mean, you've been a part of, I can't even, countless uh, big moments and big stories. And for me, I'll never forget your program with Trish Stratus. That for me, during that 05, 06 time, I think I must have been like 13 or something, something like that. And oh. for me, that was uh, the first time really I was actually invested, or it seemed like the company was invested in a woman's story. Yeah. I mean, really pushing towards... Uh, you know, the whole the whole crazy Mickey James thing and right all of the Stratus. It was yes. so fresh and so different. Do you have any like favorite stories from that time?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was so, um, you know, because was, I was trying so hard to just deliver to the best of my ability. And I always do. But I think at that moment, I was really because this for me was the culmination of like, I've been working so hard for this moment, for this opportunity. I had several false starts on television uh, or thought I was going to debut didn't happen. So the fact that I was able to kind of come up and try to create this character and pitch it and uh, then for that to happen with Trish Stratus, who no doubt like one of the greatest women's champions of all time but for me being aligned with her in that story completely set me up for the rest of my career as far as the legitimacy of where I was seen on the roster and yeah. as a champion and as a as a player in that you know championship series and all that stuff and even even after and going and moving forward in my career so I'm so so grateful for that but I uh loved that character so much Mm -hmm. and I just took a lot of time uh to develop her and to like dive into her to you know do that and what made that so special is because of my relationship with Trish too and to be able to because I didn't know her prior to that story you know like we so I think that's really like where our friendship because we just bounced off each other and we had that organ like real great chemistry on television Mm -hmm. where we just kind of Bounced off each other really, really well. And uh, the creative behind the scenes and the time that they took to like do the layers in the story before we got to those moments. That's really what it took, you know, what really helped invest so many people to where by the time we got to WrestleMania, you know, I was getting cheered and she was getting booed, which was yeah. wild, wild. <laughs> and I don't think anybody expected that. Um, I certainly didn't expect that, but it was a cool thing to be in the moment and happening. And uh, even when you go back, when I go back and I watch that match, it was so, so special. Cause there's nothing like your first, right? Especially there's nothing like your first WrestleMania. And for me, that was like, like there was yeah. so many emotions in that moment, but I can see myself still when I'm watching, like get lost in those moments and just go like, still to this day, I can chew, like pull off that energy. Cause it was like so powerful and so amazing. And you know, yeah, it's it's and kind of so it's just like there were so many things that happened leading up to that and then out of that. But I think I was so in those just like living my best life that it was like <laughs> every day, yeah. every day was the best day.
1: Yeah, it was such a such a different story to what we've seen. And I think that's why the fans were so invested. It was actually like, wow, they're putting this much effort into the women. It, it, it was I think for me, like especially being a kid, it was like that first time we actually saw. The effort put in from creative for the women,
0: right? For a female character and to really like yeah. uh, define who she is, and and it really just it was God, what a blessing for me, you know. <laughs> and for I think that that storyline still stands the test of time as one of the greatest storylines because of that. And a lot of women, we they've Trish Lita, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, had, up to that point had done really intricate and well. Delp storylines, but they were often like romantic angles or different angles. It wasn't directly just on this, you know, yeah, female kind of partnership, if you will.
1: Of course. And uh you came back in 2016, uh, aiding Alexa Bliss on SmackDown, but before that, you had uh a match with Asuka at NXT Takeover. Um, can you explain how that kind of came about and were there any discussions to keep you in NXT?
0: Uh, I know there, I, there wasn't really any, I, that was more of a one-off. I think that was, I felt like that was probably just meant to be a one-off and I was excited to come back and do it, um, and to come back to NXT and to be asked to be there. Cause yeah. I think for me at that point, we were actually flying back to see Nick's parents in England. We were on a, we were at the airport when I got the call. Um, wow. and when they asked me and I was like, I I really hadn't been because I was a new mom and I was just kind of, I kind of got to a place where I was like, I think I'm just going to step back from wrestling for a while. I think I'll still take appearances and stuff, but it's just, I don't think that at that point I was like, I don't think I want to go back to impact. I don't think I've tried with WWE to see if there was any interest or whatever. And so I'd kind of come to that place where I'm like, I'm good. I've done a lot. Like I'm really good. I don't need to just keep wrestling for the sake because of wrestling, you know? Um, and that was ironically when they called me, like, wow, hey, will you come back? And I was like, yes, of course I will. <laughs> of course I will. Because uh, I thought it was the perfect way to kind of say, hey, thank you, you know, because yeah. I, I felt like it was like unfinished business there for me. It was like a bit of unfinished business there. And I wanted to be able to do that and, and kind of wrap it up for my fans at WWE and all that stuff. So it was, and it was really, a great really
1: match. Great. I mean, <laughs>
0: It was an incredible match. And I think that, you know, Asuka is so, so talented. She's just amazing. And I'd never wrestled her before that moment. And um, I was really excited. And I wanted to deliver for that match to, you know, and I was hoping to get that love back from the fans to kind of, if they remembered and they did, and it was really, really cool. And I think it was honestly the response out of that match is what inspired you know, and by, you know, the match itself is what it inspired if I, you know, that ask if I wanted to come back full time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there were so many opportunities during this last run uh, to put gold around your waist. And I know it's not always at all about the titles, um, but what do you think they could have done better during your last run? Oh, man. Was there anything at the top of your list that just?
0: No, um, no, I think I think that I wish I would have came in as hardcore country. And I think that was probably mostly on me. Maybe with people, whether I didn't think that they would do that because it wasn't their brand. It wasn't their character where I kind right. of reinvented myself. But I think that um, I had some really cool moments when I was back. I really, really did. And I never once really fought to be the champion. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I never did. And there, so there were certain things because I was coming at it with a different mindset. I'm thinking like, it's cool to have one last run. I know that out of the end of this, I'll be able to put a button on my wrestling career and kind of go out the way that I want it to. Um, Because, you know, I'm a mom now and I am 40 and I do want to be home a little more and perhaps transition behind the scenes and do something more in the vein that I'm doing now. Uh, so I was looking at all of that. I think I was looking at it at a much bigger picture as like, whereas young Mickey James who didn't have a son and was only about Mickey James life would have been like, oh, I need the championship and I need these, all these things. So I was very, you know, I just wanted to be back and be a part of it because it was kind of magical and it was cool to be in the locker room with all this young crop of, uh, ultra like talented women who, uh i could potentially have some amazing matches with and hopefully help them so you know because the you know the business is ever evolving and changing and if there's ever anything that i could lean on them and give them advice for or you know or maybe they might inspire me to be even hungrier than i was before so it's like it was just cool it was cool and it was really i was grateful to be able to do that and sure i have like wishes of oh i wish that we could have done something more here i wish this would have been or i wish i would have had the bow but i'm not done i'm still you know a badass and i can still get it done in the ring but now i can also lend a hand on the other side and hopefully elevate and do all of those things that i wanted for myself for a couple other ladies so it's cool
1: and uh earlier this year obviously you were released from wwe uh and then blossoms the trash bag scandal i i know we can't really not talk about that but um yeah, okay. it was very eye-opening I think for fans also because it's been happening for years and no one really paid any attention to it
0: yeah uh, well because I don't think I don't think it was uh, I don't think it's a mali- it was a malicious act like hey no, we, we no. Here, try. I just think it was just a thoughtless thing and it was obviously uh, the symbolism of it all yep and uh you know, I, I don't think that we often, you know, it's it's just a lot and it's a lot. And especially when you're on the first half, like a lot of the girls that are getting, you know, their first run when that, for that first time when I left in tw- uh, 2010, I was devastated. Like it was a very devastating thing. And then on top of that, because I felt like my dream was getting taken away. And then to get my stuff in a trash bag on top of that, it really did make me feel like that's what they thought about me. So yeah. then to see that 10 years later, it's still coming the same way it's just like you guys just don't think like it and it's not saying you guys it's just whoever boxed this up and stuff yeah. like that or that mentality of like it really is like a such a thoughtless thing once you're gone it's like out the door but um I don't think it was like a malicious thing or it was ever no, like a done
1: to be done yeah
0: yeah it was just oh plus you think about it the drawers are in the female locker room. And I, I, you know, I don't think a lot of the men have these things. So in the locker room, you know, there's, there's these drawers that we have, we keep a lot because women have to wear a lot more options of clothes, whether it be street clothes, gears, all these things. So it's probably just a matter of pulling the drawer out and dumping it in something to put it into this box. But, you know, it's, I posted (laughs) it because I was like, Oh, on par. You know, and um, it got way more traction.
2: I mean, it went I'd viral. But
0: I, <laughs> here's the thing is that, and I say, I've said this, but, you know, out we get so humbled or we, you know, you get so, there's so much, it's just a very, you know, it's, it's a very harsh business. It's a hard business and it's not a lot, it's not as harsh as it used to be, you know, definitely. So it's certainly not the worst thing that's ever been said or done. Yeah, in my career, and I'm sure people have had worse along the way, men and women alike. So um, it wasn't like I was ultra offended, but I think that we become so used to being kind of half yeah. offended that it didn't seem as big of a deal to me as it did to the audience, who we, they were like, "Whoa!" And I, it reminded you, like, "Oh, actually, this is not this isn't cool. <laughs> this yeah. this is not <laughs> cool." But yeah. Yeah.
1: How did it feel to see it, like, go viral? I mean, and even, like, Triple H and Stephanie, like, comment on social media. Like, it went crazy. It
0: went viral. Qu- yeah, I, and the irony was is that haul happened so quickly, and I was also in the middle. I had a photo shoot scheduled that day. So I was – I wow. really had posted it before I was – it came. The first box came as I was walking out the door, and the second one arrived after I was already gone. And You know, so – it happened so quickly that then once that happened and then i i'm going to shooting and doing all the stuff and i realize i've missed a bunch of calls and i've missed a bunch of i go what the hell's yeah it, it blew up it yeah. blew up and uh yeah it was quite interesting it was quite a day it was quite a couple days
1: <laughs> i can imagine
0: yeah but you know what it's like i was like damn it now it's like uh, to be known for the trash bag incident but however the good thing that came out of that incident is um, that will never happen to anybody else. And will they'll yeah. never be able to, you know, made feel like that everybody else is going to get their stuff in Chanel and that's all right. Yeah. And uh, no, but in all honesty, like to have uh, Vince call and apologize and have that conversation with him as far as, you know, it, that felt like uh, good for me. And mm-hmm. um that was really all I needed, I think. And, and I knew that it wasn't a malicious thing and uh, it was just unfortunate, you know? And it That's- shows
1: really like how much of a leader you actually are. And it was honestly, it was badass to see it like stand up for literally everyone who's ever had that. And for the people who, who just, you know, didn't want to say anything or didn't want to stir the pot or anything like that. And you just stood up for everybody. And it, it just shows like the true leadership that that you have, especially in the wrestling business. So oh, kudos cool. for that. Thank you.
0: I felt like it was more of a smart-ass, but I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess everyone will have their own view on it. (laughs) Um, So all these months later, I mean, I'm sure you've gone through the motions of, you know, of it all, really, the release and everything. How do you feel today um, about everything that's happened?
0: I'm good. I feel good. You know, I I do. And I, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm still sad about it. I still miss everybody there. I'm still... I still have those things, but I think I also have uh, a new opportunity to kind of do things. And I have my power back to do things how I want to do it and how I want to see it. And um, and I'm cool with that. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the future. Uh, wow. I think we have a lot going on in the NWA and I have a lot going on with my music and elsewhere. And uh, so it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I just got to get through this weekend first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. Um and I'm st- starting to wrap it up here but I want to ask you this question uh do you think that the reputation of right now of what is going on with WWE seeing how the fans feel that uh, you know it's disheartening to see legends such as yourself treated a certain way uh whether it's bad booking or just the trash bag stuff do you think that affects talent um wanting to go to WWE like to pursue a career at WWE seeing all that happen
0: um no no I think that at the end of the day, um, I'm sure, I think it affects people on different levels in the sense of how they feel about a certain thing, but at the end of the day, it's all business. And um, if you are a professional athlete or artist or actor in any industry, in any business, you are going to shoot for the pinnacle of what you deem is the pinnacle of that success. And right now and it always has been they have been the market leader and all that i mean even myself when i was coming up the ranks and working tna at the time and ring of honor my dream was still to be wwe women's champion like that was the end that was the goal and and so i think that everyone you know is vying for that position and wants to get there and it's cool to see you know to have impact and to be able to go there and have your freedom and kind of do Things differently because everybody presents wrestling differently, and now AEW coming into the mix yeah. um, and really presenting wrestling and giving people options and places to go, uh, it's pretty amazing. So, I, so that's more exciting. Is that there's you know within the NWA, obviously here we're here, I'm here. Uh, there's options and there's opportunities to kind of do that, but I don't think it's going to stop people from wanting to be in the WWE and be yeah. women's champions. And I hope it doesn't because there is a lot of history there. There is a lot of love there. I still am grateful for all everything I've done there. And um, regardless of, you know, how people perceive it if I come mm-hmm. off, I'm just a, brutally honest and a smart ass sometimes, honestly. So if you don't like it, it's okay. I, I get it. But at the same time, I get it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I think the having because that's what we've been missing for a while, into now, um, really have platforms where they aren't the only one, you yeah. know, that's that's the really cool thing. And, um, I think everyone's kind of building up to where that's being realized across the board. And, yeah, uh, that's it's just exciting. It's wrestling is exciting right now.
2: It's
1: awesome to be a pro wrestling fan right now, for sure, <laughs> absolutely, and to be a superstar. I mean, it's Yeah. A lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah. And now with Forbidden Doors being knocked down, what, you know, and all of those things. And, you know, we start, we still are independent contractors. I think that's, you know, the real thing. And what kept uh, the business hot and alive for so long was when there were territories and you would see cross promotional, or you would see uh, a wrestler jump from one organization over to another and show up in another uh, territory or brand. And it kept that character and those storylines fresh and and exciting. Um, so I think there, that to be able to go back to some of that stuff and lean on some of that stuff is cool as well. Um, Cause you just never know what to expect. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, for all the, the 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 younger talent that are looking to kind of follow in the footsteps of Mickey James, what do you think is the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from your time? I could say in WWE, because you've experienced a lot there. What's the biggest takeaway that you've gotten, that you've gotten from
0: there? Um, I would say, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself or, or remember how you got to the dance, because I think that, you know, you can go through a wave of emotions and it's, you know, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in those times. And it's like in those low moments, because it's like we all do it for the rush and for the fans and, you know, for the ability to perform our arts and our crafts or however you perceive it and to go out there and kick ass and shine bright. Like everybody that's there wants to be a star and wants to be there and wants to their segment to be the best. And I um, can understand how sometimes it can get frustrating because there it is a ferris wheel sometimes yeah. um so just never lose sight of that of why how you got there and why you were chosen to be there and so um because that always shines through for sure
1: of course and across the board um there's a plethora of women all over the world do you have anyone in mind that you can see as being the next like iconic women superstar in professional wrestling
0: oh wow oh, that's there's so many, and I feel like that's an unfair, just to say <laughs> right. one. Um, I mean, I think, obviously, of the generation right now, um, there's Sasha, there's Bailey, there's Becky, there's Charlotte. I definitely think all of those ladies, Natty, right. uh, and Tamina. I think all of these women are going to, obviously... Um, have their own you know marking their history books, you know for women's wrestling across the board, Britt Baker, I think is yeah. killing it in AEW and doing an amazing job um you know there's just so that's just it, there's a vast amount of yeah talent out there, so yeah,
2: I get it <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard to choose
1: one yeah. for that, yeah, yeah. And I saw a video uh, a few months ago you were uh, I guess you were on busted open with uh, Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer and you were in tears talking about what happened with you know the WWE. And honestly as a wrestling fan it broke my heart to see that to see that like wow. how you were feeling and uh, I want you to know that wrestling fans adore you, they love you, you're thank respected you. and valued and whatever comes your way next is I, going to be everything you deserve and more. So
0: thank you Joey. As yeah, a wrestling fan on TV and I I'm a very passionate, emotional person. (laughs) I do cry often and I hate it. Tommy makes me cry every time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I just love wrestling and I, and I have always loved wrestling. I mean, you can't dedicate your whole life to something. Yeah. Like, oh, I say whole, whole life. I mean, ever since I got out of high school, you know, and, and not love it and not stick it through because I, I do. I love the business. I love giving back to the business. I love performing and I love people who are in that same mindset and want to perform, you know, and and with me, I just love the art. I love this business so, so much. And so I've always wanted to be a part of it and to give back to it and to just, you know, shine that. Um, so, you know, I can't help it. I just,
2: (laughs) I get it. I get it. It.
0: Yeah.
1: Now for all the fans uh, listening and watching, where could they find more of Mickey James? Where could they get in on all the action for empower and NWA? Oh, through? well,
0: I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> you can go to mickeyjames.com and you can find all of my social media handles there. Um, you could go to national wrestling Alliance.com and find out all the things about NWA, about fight TV, about this amazing pay-per-view, going back to the chase. Um, empower kicking off the weekend and nwa 73 which you can get a bundle for boom, 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 on fight tv um and yeah it's it's going to be an amazing weekend and let's see oh Gaw tv you can watch that every wednesday myself lisa marie so CalVal. we just did a huge rundown with david lagreca from busted open about the whole card for empower for this week's episode and uh yeah if you want to get jacked and stacked my little baby muscles there. Um, LegacySupps.com.
1: Awesome. All I am so excited to see uh, what goes on with Empower NWA and really just excited to see what you do going forward because you, know, you we all know it's never a miss. So uh, I want to thank, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to come on and talk. And uh, honestly, it's been an honor and pleasure.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you, Joey.
1: Thank you. And good luck at Empower. For
0: a Good one. Thank you. you
1: And before you go, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe down below to stay up to date with the next big interview right here on The Angle Podcast.